This is an ABC podcast. Roots and Shoots with Sabrina Hahn and Christine Layton on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Oh, this is the part of the show where I go, Sabrina, it's so good to see you. You look fantastic in your amazing tights. And then she goes, oh, Steens, I love you. Oh, it's so good to see you. That's not happening just yet because, unfortunately, Sabrina is in Denmark um, and we haven't been able to get her line working as yet. So it seems to be that the show is roots and cahoots with Christine Layton just for now. Um, But I had a feeling this might happen because I used to work down south and I wondered if the signal might let her down. Uh, And so I put Sabrina in a booth with some fancy sounds And I'm just going to play this while we try and get this sorted out. Enjoy. I think in the last five years, one of the most common questions is passion fruit that doesn't fruit. So sometimes they're getting flowers and not fruiting. Sometimes they're not even getting flowers. Or sometimes they get flowers, little fruit, and then the fruit drops off. So the big problem is pollination. But some flowers are not producing pollen, so you can't get cross-pollination and we actually don't know why this is occurring. The thing to do is to go out and have a look at the flower and on the anthers you should see traces of pollen. If you haven't got bees pollinating the flowers you'll have to go out there with your own little paintbrush and you just from flower to flower taking the pollen as you go. Fruit. How to get your trees to bloom with Sabrina Hart. ABC Radio WA. We have had so many passion fruit questions lately, so I deliberately chose that one. And I have limes and soil, best vegetable soil, ready to go if we can't get Sabrina Hahn up and ready to go. But it doesn't mean to say that you can't call me. Uh, 1300 222720, 1300 222720, and my very busy, working, dedicated producer Molly Schmidt will get you up and ready on the line. Um, we've already had some texts come through on 0437922720, Shane in Canningvale. Thank you. I planted off my Desert Rose in seed raising mix earlier this year and they all came up. At what stage do I repot them into potting mix? And if I were to hazard a guess, Shane, just for fun to fill some time, I would say get out a stopwatch, light a candle and repot them in four minutes and 12 seconds time for good luck. I think that might work. Someone who can confirm or deny would be Sabrina Hahn herself, who I found on the old telephone. Hi, Sabrina. Nah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's no. Smooth. It's still gone Wednesday. And, um, but I do have another trick up my sleeve, which I will try a little bit later on in the program All when right. we have... When we have my song break or something, perhaps yes. we could have the song break early today. Oh, then. good one. We'd usually talk about that before we go live to air, but I like what you did there. That's a great idea, and we <laughs> shall do that during Lisa Mitchell um, because I don't want your right arm to die no, <laughs> as no, you hold no. the phone. Um, but no. it, I, have, I should let the listeners know it's absolutely not your fault this morning that you can't connect. Um, it's, not, it's not your fault at all. Um, it probably so, is because I find out, and then when I went to sign back in, <laughs> I don't know. Something went wrong. No, no, no. I know what the problem is it's not you Sabrina. Um, anyway, how's your week been in Denmark? Uh, absolutely glorious. <laughs> so relaxing. So relaxing. Is it really relaxing right now Sabrina? Well, not at the moment. <laughs> the last five minutes have been sheer panic. Really? <laughs> Uh, I love radio. I do. You don't get this kind of rushing in the other job. Oh, you probably would. This is live radio Uh, at its best, Steve. That's right. That's right. Um, We've got lots of people calling now, thank goodness. 1300 222 720. Um, Shane in Canningvale, not sure if you got to hear, but um, he's got some desert roses in seed raising mix. And they've come up. At what stage does he repot them? They look very little right now. Yeah, I would leave them there for another, at least another four to six weeks, depending on the weather. He's probably got bottom heat on them. Yep. Um, So uh, I wouldn't be, you've got to be really careful with the root system of those. So you want a pretty substantial root system. 
So they will need to be probably about four centimetres high before he even thinks about transplanting um, them. They're probably about one centimetre high from yes. what I can see. So They've got a little way to go yet. Yes, all right, fair enough. Very good. Well, uh, let's get to some calls. Uh, let's go to Evelyn, who is in Collie. She is our first caller. Hello, Evelyn. Oh, hello. Um, hello, Evelyn. Hello, Sabrina. Um I read your piece on uh, hellebores uh, yeah. yesterday, um, and I think my acanthus are doing the same as the hellebores do, that they uh, uh, die down yeah, to, for, that's to, right. for nothing and then come that's up. That's exactly right. Yes. Yes, well, the first time that they did it after I bought the two plants, I thought, oh, there goes the acanthus. <laughs> uh, and then they surprised me by coming yeah. up again. Yeah. Uh, well, now they've done that three times. Right. At the moment, they're looking beautiful and lush. But now mm. they haven't sent up any flower spikes. Well, it's still a little bit early for the flower spikes to come up, I think, Evelyn. Mm. And if you've had cold nights down there, that will um, that'll hold them back as well. So I wouldn't be worried yet. It's still till till still too early in the season. So you will get them. They just need a bit more warmer weather. Uh, but, but, but they haven't had any at all. They, they oh, haven't they? bloomed. Again, I was just wondering if they take many years before they start to send up spikes. Well, they need a substantial corm, sort of that root system that they have. So it might be this year should be your lucky year, Evelyn. All right. Uh, fingers crossed, Evelyn. 1300-222-720. Let's go to Darren, who is in Wembley Downs. Good morning, Darren. Oh, good morning. How are you? Oh, yep. Not too bad. Not not bad at all. Yep. How can we uh, help? That's good. Um, <laughs> we, um, we dug out a large, very large um, French penny tree um, from a house uh, last weekend, and we... We're hoping to get a bit of a root so that we can plant the roots, but that didn't happen. So we just cut it off and we planted a massive um, trunk with lots of branches and everything into someone's front yard. And I just wondered if we, if we probably should have dug it up and let it dry out before we planted it. Um, look, if you're if you're planting a frangipani that's got no root system at all, yeah. Um, but it's still all intact. You you didn't just cut the top off and plant that, did you? Pretty much. Ah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's, it is best practice to yep. let it callous over. The problem is because frangipanis have so much water inside the, uh, inside the trunk, they, they may rot. So if you put them back in the ground as, yep. a, as basically as a very large cut, cutting, then yep. it can be, it, you know, they may rot, particularly over the winter months because it's so wet. Right. So how long ago did you bung it in the ground? Last weekend. I would definitely be taking it up and letting it yep. callous over and then replanting it. Okay. And someone said um, to rub honey onto the where we sawed it off. Um, no, no, no. That's not going to make that. any difference. No, no. Okay. No. All right, well, I'll uh, take it out, let it dry out, and then replant it um, when things uh, warm up a bit. Is that- yeah, well, so as long as you've got about three weeks, that's how that's how long you'll need, Darren. It should start callousing over within uh, three to four weeks, and then you can replant it. You can, if it's really big and sort of uh, top-heavy, you can take some of the limbs off as well. Uh, okay, all right. Best of luck, Darren. Zero four three seven nine double two seven twenty. Gail has said, "When can I transplant a bottle brush? It's about a metre high." Uh, I would do it now. All right, mm. off you go, Gail. Um, and Sabrina, as a pensioner, I can't afford different fertilisers, so I only have blood and bone. Is that okay for most plants? Um, text yep. from Kawaram up. Yeah, I'd be very careful with some of the blood and bone on native plants. But if you can go and if you can afford a little packet of sulfate of potash, then in say a two liter ice cream container, you can tell what I've been eating down here. <laughs> in, a, <laughs> in a two liter ice cream container, three quarters fill it with uh, blood and bone, and then put in four tablespoons 
of sulfate of potash. I'm impressed you're eating ice cream in Denmark. It's it's already <laughs> so cold down there. It's been beautiful. Has it? Yeah, wow. Don't tell me that. I love Denmark. I, you know, I love it down there. I would, I would be there um, with you, battling with connection, just to, just to do that. Um, George in Scarborough on the text line. I have a big frangipani tree that has over time leaned right, and the tree is now blocking a pathway and shed access. Is there any way I can straighten the tree up, or do I have yes. to prune it? No, no, you can straighten a frangipani. Now, what you do is, if it's leaning to the right. You're going to dig a big sort of trench on the left-hand side of the trunk. Then you're going to get a, uh, you know, the straps they use on trucks where you can sort of winch it really tight. Yes. Over a period of a year, you're going to start winching that tree back upright. So you'll need a really good, strong steel picket. Um, and the, the webbing strapping needs to be quite wide so it doesn't cut into the frangipani tree, and you'll just gradually winch it back. All right. Very good. There you go, George. And Angela, thank you for your text as well. Um, very nice of you. Let's go to Judy, who is in Mandurah. Good morning, Judy. Good morning, ladies. During the week, Sabrina was talking about onion weed, yeah. and she d- dissolved into fits of laughter over something about nutty. <laughs> well, yeah, because... Please explain. <laughs> now, I wasn't quite sure whether... <laughs> it's tricky to give product names, you see. Too. I know. Is, I, I just uh... wondered, I, I don't need anything that rhymes with or starts with. What, okay. si- what size uh, container would it be in? It's only Sabrina? in like a little 200 mil glass I thought container. so. And, and you... um, it'll probably have pictures of sedge grasses on it. Aha. Right. Oh, nicely so, done. So <laughs> is it the colour of the sky or the colour of the grass? It's the colour of the sky. <laughs> Pro- problems that we only have on the ABC. <laughs> Very well done. We should do that with everything. We should come up with just a, a key, just a legend for all of the products and just code names. People have to go to the website. Actually, that's a great way to drive traffic. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. It is. Mm. <laughs> 1300 720 uh, Tracy has a question about peppermint trees. Hello, Tracy. Hello, how are you going? Very well. That's good. Um, I've got a peppermint tree that I've had cut down. Mm-hmm. I've just got the other radio one, so I'm going to turn it off. Good. We love that. Take all the time you need. So I've had this tree cut down. Yeah. And they didn't take the stump out because of where it's located. I couldn't get the grinder up there. Yeah. And they said I can't poison it because they'll grow as suckers from the big tree that's up the back, probably six metres higher and 12 metres away up, up the terrace back. Nice. And so I wanted to check whether I could poison it or not to stop it growing where it's growing. Yeah, of course you can. So, so what you need... They no, they, they, don't, they don't sucker, Tracy. Peppermint trees no, aren't suckering trees. That's what I thought, but it was an arborist who did it, and I thought, they said, you can't poison it because it'll kill the big tree. But no. I wanted to check. No. No, oh. it won't. So um, get the, they'll sucker from the very base of the stump, but they won't yeah. sucker as in, you know, a long way off. Oh, that's what I thought. Um, so just get uh, a hatchet or, you know, a little tomahawk or an axe or something and make some fresh cuts in the tree. Mix up 60% kerosene with blackberry and tree killer, 60-40. Um, and paint that on, and that will kill that stump. All right. Uh, Sabrina, I think it is 20 minutes past nine already. Let's do this a little bit early. It is that time again. It is Sabrina's musical pick of the week. Pick Pick of the week. I know you're going to dig this. Here we go now. Now, you have chosen an artist whom I love. She does a great version of Coldplay's See You Soon. Yeah, Lisa, I've never heard that. Lisa Mitchell. Yeah, you should hear yeah. it. It's, she did it. Um, I'm pretty sure it was for Australian Idol, uh, okay. I think. Um, and it was the only reason I started liking the song anyway. But she has done a really good rendition of... 
California. Mm, mm. All right. Well, Great little song. As I press play on this, Hugh and I have two minutes forty-seven <laughs> to try and right. try and get you I on the line. It. All right, ready, I set, go. We've been on the run, driving in the sun, looking out for number one. California, here we come. Lisa Mitchell with her rendition of California and Sabrina Hahn, as if she were next to me, on the line in high quality. Hello, Sab. Oh, my Lord. Thank you, Marty. Who, I don't know what Marty is. Marty, our was long-standing doing technician. On a Saturday morning. Oh, I just had to, um, yeah, I had to, re, I had to reboot everything. And now we're all looking good. Very good. Looking and thank you good. to Mark and Master Control as well. Um, yeah, lots thank of, you, Mark. Lots of hard work behind the scenes. But here to take your calls now, which is great, 1300 Um Let's do... A text first, though. Jenny says, can you please advise what creeper I should put on a southeast wall? Um, I don't know where she lives, though. Native or otherwise, I have a hardened birdia there. Oh, but, but it's it died. Died, probably due to not enough sun. Thank you so much. Love your show. Okay, so depending upon where you live, there's a – if it's on a southeast wall, then it. I doubt that it would have been too much sun, a hardened birdia – uh, they're pretty tough, so it's died from something else. But you could put in a honeysuckle. Now, there's lots of different lonicera is its proper name, but people know it as honeysuckle. Yeah. Um, the reason I love honeysuckle is because the little honey eaters uh, come down and get their big, big fix of nectar. Oh. So uh, that would definitely grow. There's a there's Lenicera americana, which is more of a shrub climber, and then there's Lenicera purpurea. So those two don't get too because some of the some of the honeysuckles are completely rampant. But they are very well behaved, Steen. Oh, very good. Um, I have to laugh. On the text line, I have people sending in suggestions for different products and what we could use as the code name on air, (laughs) 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 which is very funny. And you know I can't read them, Catherine, but very good. Um, Also, a text here from David, Camellia's Mine Won't Flower. Is it me? Love to get any tips, David. Uh, No, it's probably... Mm. It's probably nutritional. So um, some some camellias may take a little bit longer to flower than others. Some of the ones that are in a really come from really cold climates, um, they actually need sort of a cold snap to be able to develop flowers. There's some Australian bread camellias that are available now. Yeah. So I would look towards those, particularly in Perth, where we've got sort of pretty poor soils. Yep. Um, but it's probably nutritional. And and keep an eye out for the Australian bread camellias. They perform very well in WA. Uh, Sam from Jero, who is a regular texter, said, Sabrina, I know I have been a harsh critic of your track in the past, but this week's one was amazing. Oh. It's so smooth and soft. 100% approval from me. Oh. There you have it. Ah, uh, it is beautiful. She's got a beautiful voice, hasn't she? Yeah. She she grew up in Albury, oh, New South Wales. Yeah, right. Yeah. She okay. was born in England, but she spent most of her time here. Yeah. All right, let's take some calls. We have Alan from Yonder up, ready to go. Hello, Alan. Oh, hi, ladies. Um, Hello, uh, Alan. I've been, uh, I've been trying to grow baronia over the last 50 years without any success. Oh but God, this, Alan! <laughs> but this year, this year the plants have gone absolutely rampant, oh. and Ooh. and they're they're about four foot high, and I'm wondering how much can I cut back when they start to flower, and what happens to the plant after I cut back? Well, by the sounds of it, it's going to die, Alan. I mean, it's. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. I'm only joking. Um, okay, do not prune them hard, Alan. So you can't right. take any more than a third off. I think the baronias have done really well this year because of the rain. So we've had uh-huh. sort of deluges of rain. 
Uh, I think we're still below our average. I'm not too sure. But um, so no more than a third. And then they just sit there really. They Most people don't even notice baronias until they flower because the leaves are quite fine and it's, you know, it's not a spectacular looking shrub when it's got no flowers yeah, on. Yeah, that's true. Um, they, yeah. They, and they die pretty easy if you... Uh, very. Like if you, uh, this year I put gallons and gallons of water on them every day yeah, uh, yeah. because they li- they originated from swamps, didn't they? Yeah, that's right, from peaty swamps. So usually the pH is pretty low. They have their feet in the water all the time. So you've done the right thing by pouring the water on. But, Alan, I, I've, I've only been able to grow them in a pot and the longest I've had one alive is three years. Ah, they're beautiful uh, oh, flowers. They're yeah, yeah, very pretty. All right, Julia is in Les Murdy. Good morning, Julia. Morning, Christine. Morning, Sabrina. How do morning. we find you? How is your weekend going? Oh, good. She's a bit chilly up here in the hills, though. Um, mm. I think it's warmer down south, down the hill, but um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> down south. <laughs> we'll take that. We'll Both, take probably. That. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's um, your question for Sabrina? Um, Sabrina, we've been babysitting some um, roses for my uh, sister-in-law and they're in a pot uh, and I think they're a hybrid tea. Um, They didn't do too well as in flowering this this year and they sort of looked particularly ordinary. I'm just wondering when we prune them um, Mm. and I'm going to change the soil because I think the soil's sort of lacking... Yeah. I think she's a bit ordinary too. Um, <laughs> um, As evidenced oh, by the snort laugh, that was very oh no, good. Sorry, yes, I do that from time to time, and I was hoping today I wouldn't. I did that on air with Jeff last night, and oh. and oh yeah, I I got I got told it was very funny, but it was digital radio, so I'm not sure. Anyway, I've just dubbed myself in. I, you're not alone, Julia. That's all I'm oh, saying. Yeah. No, I, I um yes, I let the team down big time there. Um, <laughs> all right, I'll try not to laugh too much. Um, when we ch- when I change the soil, should I t- uh, prune the or, or um, tip prune the roots and then yeah, you so can. Is that yeah. a good idea? And how do I do it? Okay, so first of all, prune the top. So if they're a hybrid tea, you can take two thirds off. Then you tip them out of the pot, and if there's any roots that seem to be wrapping around or are crowded or are going in the opposite direction, you can prune those off. So you can prune rose roots. Um, pretty pretty easily. No, don't take great big chunks off, but you can. I would certainly prune them back a bit. So prune the top, then prune the roots, then get some fresh potting mix, and I reckon they'll they'll take off like wildfire. All right, let's go to Sue, uh, who is in Caroudron. How do you how do you say that, Sue? Cape Caroudron. Caroudron. Sorry, whereabouts is that? 170 kilometres north of Port Hedland. Oh, okay. oh my Lord. Ah, right. <laughs> what, it'd be nice and warm up there, Sue. Oh, yeah, 29 and 30. Oh, oh how glorious. Yeah, that's a bit better than Les Murdy right what, now. What are you doing up there, Sue? Fishing. Oh, how marvellous. <laughs> Campfires. Campfires oh. and fishing. Oh, that's oh, pretty great. Sue, that sounds to me like heaven. What's for dinner tonight then, Sue? Uh, we're having lamb shanks in the camp oven. Oh, oh, nice. Divine. All right. Well, you're pretty much living the life we'd all want. Um, yep. what, what can Sabrina <laughs> help you with, Sue? Uh, I've given my daughter two four-year-old jacaranda trees to plant in Denmark. Yep. Do you I want me to pop around and tell her how to do it? How to prepare the hole. <laughs> okay. So depending where she is in Denmark... Uh, because it's the soils differ of, greatly. Out of, um, the cloud road. Oh, oh hang I don't on. know where that is. But yeah, um, hang on. so she got sandy. Oh, okay. So it will be sandy yep. soil. Yep. Okay. So she needs to go and get a bag of compost, a little bit of clay, and if she's got friends on a farm, I'd go and dig up and get a couple of buckets of the the beautiful, beautiful hot loam that they have here. So yep. throw all that in the bottom of the planting hole um, and then uh, mix in some slow-release fertiliser. Uh, make it into sort of a dip when you plant the, the, the trees in. Make sure that the hole is twice the depth of the pot 
and twice as wide as well. So all that good stuff in. And then um, you can throw in some poo as well, some cow or sheep poo. Uh, put a bit of wetting agent in there. Then water the hole really well. Plant the trees and rewater after you've planted them. And they should, they'll do, they do very well here. All right. Uh, there you go, Sue. And CC Fox in Nanup has said, do you have any tips for pruning a mulberry tree and Geraldton wax? Uh, picks below. And yep, I've got the picks here. Yep. Um, I'd be taking a third of those branches out. And now it's interesting with mulberry trees. So with Geraldton wax, take two thirds off. So you're going to hammer that. That's what they love. They love a little bit of tough treatment. With the mulberry, if you want to contain the size of the mulberry, you prune it in summer, not in winter. Oh, so it yes. depends what you want. You shape it in winter and then if it gets out of hand, you prune it in summer. But uh, So I would take, with the mulberry tree, I'd be taking a third of the branches out right back at the, um, at the stem and then if you want to control its height in uh, you hack it again in summer. All right, 1300 We have two lines free, 1300 uh, Let's go to Jim, who is in Northampton. Hello, Jim. Yeah, good morning, Sabrina. Morning, Jim. My dragon fruit this season, the flesh ones, the outside skin colour is not as red as they used to be. Mm, Could you tell probably... me what they're lacking? Well, that could be a weather thing, Jim. That could be a, a, a warmth, a climate thing. I doubt very much whether it's anything to do with nutrients. It'll be with cl- to do with climate. Okay, the white flesh ones were fine, but the red flesh ones, they're just not as presentable. Yeah. But well, don't forget the red, yeah, the red flesh ones are very, very tropical, Jim. Okie dokie. Yeah, so it might be just been a bit chilly nips or a bit wet at the wrong time for them. When you say presentable, Jim, uh, is this is this for you or for someone who's coming over for a meal? Or presentation wise, they just don't look as colourful with the green as as to what they used to be. Yeah, you could you could up the potassium a bit. Potassium helps with fruit colour. Oh, okay. Well, there you go, Jim. Um, was it dragon fruit that you were, were throwing shade at last week, Sabrina, yep. for the flavour? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Yep. I just think they look really beautiful, but when you eat them, you're a bit disappointed. Yeah. Um, I wonder how Jim feels, but I've already moved on to <laughs> Margaret from Bustleton. Oh, and staying on the topic of Geraldton wax, though, so that's kind of handy. Ah, good morning, excellent. Margaret. Oh, good morning, ladies. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, uh, in one of the storms, I've, there's a big Geraldton wax at the front of the house mm-hmm. and the root has sort of slightly lifted mm-hmm. and it's fall, fallen forward and it's like, you know, like resting on your elbows. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. If I cut, but it'd be nearly half of a very large Geraldton wax, mm-hmm. uh, the branch off that's fallen forward, is that likely to kill it? No, that won't kill it, but I think what will kill it is the fact that it's fallen over. So that that is, I know that you've had strong winds and storm yeah. there, but uh, they Way don't on. like mucking around. They don't like their root system sort of compromised. And the other thing is they get a fungal disease, Margaret, and right. you don't even notice it. You usually notice it in summer because it attacks the root system and that may be what the problem is and why it's fallen over. Right, yes. You can, I mean, you, you're not going to kill it by hard pruning it, so you've got nothing to right. lose. Just get yes. in there and, and give it a really good hard prune. Yes, because I don't know how old it is because I've only been in the house for five years and, okay. and uh, it was big when I quite big when I came. It's yeah, gone. They, they have a limited lifespan. All right. Good luck, Margaret. From one Margaret to another, this one is in Subiaco. Good morning, Margaret. Oh, good morning. Thank you very much for um, taking my call. No worries. Uh, I have um, listened to um, previous um, uh, Roots and Truths to try and avoid making this call, but I couldn't oh, find, that's the, good of you. Um, I couldn't <laughs> find the, uh, the right program. 
I'm sure, Sabrina, that you have advised people who've got um, plants that or uh, fruit trees that aren't doing particularly well to make mm. a trench uh, around them uh, yes. as uh, in addition to the feeding. I've done foliage feeding and you know, yeah. the um, NPKTE. And yep. I can't find the recipe that you... Okay, um, well, have you got your little... People. Have you got I've your got pen my ready, Michael? Yes, I have. Okay. <laughs> so you need to come out. I don't know how old your trees are, but oh, um, I'm you... planning on, um, you know, at the edge of the feeder roots. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So your trench needs to be 15 centimeters wide mm-hmm. and 30 centimeters deep. And then you're going to get a wheelbarrow. And in that wheelbarrow, you're going to put in a bag of compost, yes. a quarter of a bag of clay, yes. a bag of poo, depending on your fruit trees, can be chicken, oh, cow, be cow, sheep, yeah. cow, cow, okay, some uh, granular wetting agent. Mm-hmm. And you're going to fill the trench with that. And then you're going to drench that trench, make a little song there, <laughs> with, a, with a seaweed solution. All right. And water it in really well. And I would also, that mix that you've made in the wheelbarrow, I want you to use that as a top coating for uh, around the top of the whole root system. But it doesn't need to be thick, like it only oh, needs to be. Yes, so more yeah. like a mulch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Look, many thanks for that, and I'm sorry that you needed to repeat it. Oh, no, no, no. That's, that's, if if that's, Sab had to not repeat anything, she wouldn't have done 25 years of radio. So. <laughs> <laughs> Don't walk away feeling that's bad. That's so true. Yeah. That is so true. Oh, and I forgot the fertiliser too. Get the mineralised-based fertiliser in that, in that um, wheelbarrow mix. Uh, you need, you'd need two cups of fertiliser. In that mix. Oh, lucky you stuck around. I know. I almost (laughs) forgot about it. Could have been the kicker. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Margaret. Good luck, Margaret. Uh, 1300-222-720. Join the most respected voices in WA football 10 a.m. today on Sports Talk. Mick Malthouse. Muscles you cannot take a risk with. One week becomes four. It could even become six. Mark Duffield. Debate over the grand final is a nonsense. Clint Wilder. That's the optics of it all. What like perhaps the optics are, you know, something they need to be concerned about. Join us live on ABC Radio Perth and WA and Grandstand Digital. Number one for footy. We have 20 minutes left of Roots and Shoots, 1300 222 or send us a text on 0437 Nine double two seven twenty. Uh, Sabrina, I have some pregnancy news to share with you. <gasps> what? My philodendron pink princess is expecting a new leaf. Oh my lord, Steens, <laughs> you are the green thumb uh, of green thumbs. I got you all, didn't I? That's um, so exciting. Well, am I a pink thumb? I don't know. It's it's quite a beautiful leaf. Um, mm. Yeah, because it, it, it is kind of brown and, and pink as opposed to the usual green. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, they're gorgeous. Yeah, now I understand what it's like when you get the conditions right and they give you a new leaf. It's the affirmation yes. you need. I know, it's yeah. so exciting. I remember you bought that plant when we first met and, and now, yes. yeah, nearly two years later we're, we're getting there so just thought I'd share that with you some God. some gardening success um give us a call we've got Phil and Wajen on the line good morning Phil oh yeah good morning ladies uh, morning Phil Serena I wanted to ask you um about Kwangdong trees yeah now uh 38 years ago we had a big rain event down in Wajen in uh, in February I think we had between six and ten inches in the one day. Whoa. Yeah. And all over the bush in the area, since then, there was a germination of Kwangdong trees. Mm. And they germinated in places where I had never seen a Kwangdong tree. And you might tell wow. I'm, I'm, I'm getting on a bit. So it was very old seed, in other words. Yeah. My, my que- well, part of the question, at least, from that also is that in the 38 years since, I've never seen those Kwangdong trees have fruit. Oh. Mm. What's going on? Can you 
bit lightly. Well, now, Guangdong trees, quite often the seed doesn't germinate because the insects get stuck into the seed. Um, and so they eat out the ovary. Guangdong's a really fickle thing. So I suppose there's a couple of things there, Phil. It depends on what they... Uh, ho- what the host plants are around them, they're a, they're a long-lived tree, so they may in fact take many trees, many years to fruit. Oh. And I guess they'd have different rates of growth according to rainfall and host plants and availability of nutrients and all those other things. Um, okay. Now, there is a Kwangdong grower down south and I've got her card at home, but if she's listening to Roots and Shoots, it would be fabulous to get her on the program because she's been growing them for many years. Oh, what's, and has, what's her name, Sabrina? You I can... can't remember that either. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just trying to be secretive. But, um, no, that, that's, I just wonder if she has been on air with other presenters previously. She um, may have in Bunbury, I'm not sure, but yep. she's... she's, um, she's not she's somebody tap her on the shoulder yeah um, if we could get her because she's a really she's she grows them sort of by the hundreds Mm. um and they are very difficult to to grow and to germinate and there's all sorts of uh mysteries about what they do and how they do it and why they do it so it sounds like you've probably been holding on to this question for a while phil i have i've been watching these trees for for several years, yeah. many years, as you'd know. That's impressive. That's interesting. Yeah. I think she'd want to talk to you as much as you want to talk to yeah. her. Um, yeah, well, there's there's some mythology around emus being involved with the germination. Yeah, oh. but that, I mean, that that's only because of the, she certainly doesn't give her Kwangdong nuts to emus to, and you know, poo it out and then dig through yeah. Emu poo, which yeah. is quite large, I have to tell you. Yeah. Um, Good to know. So, okay. so uh, we, Phil, I will do – when I get back home, I'll do my best to track well, her down we'll and we'll bring your, her we'll in on the program. Number. Yeah. Um, stay on the line for me, Phil, because my producer, Molly, will grab your number and we'll see if we can figure that out because I know um, that uh, some of the Manang Noongar locals were making some Kwandong beer at ah, one point yeah. and I know because my phone has been listening to me that somebody makes Kwandong gin because <laughs> I got a, oh, I got an ad, ad. push to me <laughs> my uh, my phone just knows um, that I'm, that'd be an interesting um, yeah, combination actually yeah 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 yep yeah, hey, Steens, I'm really excited because mm. a very dear, lovely, lovely young man who lives at uh, Jerda Cutup yeah. has sent through a picture <gasps> of orchids. Oh, Jack Hello, Crane. Jack Crane. Yay. How are you, my little friend? Um, <laughs> you must have heard I'm coming down. So he sent a picture of the most beautiful donkey orchids. Oh, wow. Um, and he said, morning, Sab. Jerda cut up orchids are bloom and marvellous and a beautiful picture. That they are saying it'll be a cracker year for orchids this year. Really? Yeah. How come? Yeah. I think because the timing of the rain. Yep. So mm. uh, so Jerda cut up is renowned for their orchids, Steens. Yeah. They have um, you know, it's lots there's a big collection of orchids through all through that country there. Yeah, definitely. Um, and Parongarup and Bremer mm. Bay and so yep. on and so forth. Um, send us a text 0437922720 or better yet, give us a call. I've got Diane from Collie on the line. Hi, Diane. Hello. How are you? Oh, we're Good. so well. <laughs> yeah, Sabrina, I've got a finger line that I brought from a big outlet. It had leaves on it when I brought it, and now yeah. the leaves have all dropped off. I actually yep. live at Worsley. It's very cold, yeah. and I've got it in a sunny position on my veranda. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Diane, that's nothing to worry about. Um, because they've got the little spikes on it, they use those spikes to be able to produce food anyway. Now, the reason they've lost all their leaves is because they're cold. Fingerline comes, they they come from a much, much warmer climate. So whatever you do, don't fertilise it. Uh, I, um, sea salt I've given it. 
That's all right. That's not a fertiliser. So now don't do anything else until you see new leaves popping out. So it's quite normal for them in really cold climates to drop all their leaves in winter. All right. Melanie on the text line has said, can I spray my nectarine with copper if it has lots of flowers and just a few leaves? No. Uh (laughs) Aha. Very good. (laughs) Um, Now there was a peach question and I've lost it on the text line because there's so many. Oh, that's all right. We'll come back. Um, Deb has said, please advise if the killing recipe is suitable for persistent oleander. Ah, that's the only way you will ever get rid of oleander. Okay. And was it 40%, so 40% yeah, blackberry killer? Yeah. Yep. 60% kerosene. Okay. Right. It's the only thing that will kill uh, the, all those sorts of noxious things. And Deb continued by saying, um, thought it was going to be California by Tupac. Which is ah, a banger. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Continued to say, lived in Denmark for many years, brings back memories. There's lots going on in that text and I like it very much. Mm. Um, imagine you playing Tupac on Roots and Shoots. <laughs> and Tupac isn't really my style, I have to say. No, a bit heavy? Yeah. A little bit heavy for All my liking. Right. Oh, wow. I, I my son likes Tupac. Does he? He plays it. Yeah, I have to listen to it in his car. Well, we should dedicate a song to him one morning and just see oh, what yeah. happens. Tom likes that. I call it chicken killing music, you know, where you just scream in a microphone with no melody whatsoever. You can't understand a single word they say, which is probably just as well. Which is funny because that that's probably how some people describe some of your songs. <laughs> but anyway, it's all it's all unique, isn't it really? Em on the text it line. Is. We live in Albany mm. and would like to plant a row of natives along the back fence. Would love your suggestions. Oh my goodness. Do you know what I did, Steens? I can't mm. help myself. So when I go anywhere, I, I, I hunt out nurseries. I thought you were going to say <laughs> I hunt out people's back fences. <laughs> oh, no, well, I've one. done a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, just looking at various plants that I can't grow in Perth. Mm. Uh, now, in Albany, there's fabulous nurseries down there. There's one that, that specialises in native plants and they grow, they do a lot of tube stock and a lot of cell you know, you buy it in cells, so you get, you know, you can buy 20 plants for like, I don't know, 50 wow. bucks. Wow. Um, I would go to your local nursery uh, because the reason I say that is they know what grows in your soil type. Albany's a bit like Denmark in, well, even more so. The soil differs greatly in Albany. So you need to get, if you're going to put in native plants, you have to make sure you've got the plants that suit that soil type. Right. So go to your local Albany nursery. All right. Let's go to John in Victoria Park. Good morning, John. Oh, good morning, goddesses of the garden. (laughs) Oh, we love John. (laughs) Taking a bow, yes. Um, uh, Does that mean that you're one of the gods, though? Uh, John, how's your garden going in Victoria Park? Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, um, really. I've got so many plants. <laughs> insane. Yeah, well, that's a good problem to have. I've got the best problems. Yeah, yeah, excellent. <laughs> You've got me right in the middle of the roses. Anyway, yes, um, I wanted to talk to you about gimlet gums. Yes, um, I'm doing a job. At, I'm a landscaper and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. I'm doing a job at the moment, and I'm having a lot of trouble getting a gimlet gum. Um, do they? Uh, I know where you can get one. Do you? Yeah, I do, but I can't tell you. Oh, here we go. Here we go. (laughs) That old chestnut. Uh, Well, do you want me to make it easy and I'll just take your number, John? Yeah. Yeah, No, no, no. I I want to use them in a a beer garden. Yeah. uh, Because they're so spectacular. I mean, that copper looks beautiful. They're beautiful. Oh, you you know, are, though, John, they, they re- you're really going to have to build up the clay content because gimlets, they, they come from heavy clay country. Yeah, so, yeah, I that. yeah. And I've got, I've got one growing in my garden and I'm near Fremantle, but I had to really prep the soil. Um, how would it work in um, uh, Tamman? Oh, no, Tamman would love, love Tamman. Yeah, yeah, well, that's what I'm thinking too. That's what I'm oh, thinking. Oh, perfect. Too. Okay. Um, now, yeah, I'll give you. A, say, yeah. Can I just say, 
two ravens just went past my head at about 80 miles an hour. <laughs> they want to speak to Sabrina. <laughs> no, They're like, we're I'm online too. No? I'm trying to listen to Sabrina and I'm doing the ravens. Those ravens missed my ear by about an inch. They hey, probably think that I'm one of their sisters because people yeah. say that I sound like a bloody old crow. <laughs> Sabrina. <laughs> I was just about to say, I was just about to say, how do you go for a whole hour talking about gardening and not swearing? Oh, it's very hard. A crack sometimes, When you get this comfortable, John, I'll tell you what, it's very hard, especially talking to you. You're not making it any easier, John, so I'm going to pop you on hold. But um, Molly's going to get your phone number. Yes, absolutely. And we'll sort it out. And it's yep. funny because as you were both talking, I Googled um, giblet gu- gimlet gum, G-I-M-L-E-T, yep. and... There's a story on theconversation.com. It says, the sexy gum, a love story. So, oh. I mean, somebody else feels the same way, that these gums right. are just really okay. nice. But they look nice and shiny. So if you live around Kalgoorlie, anywhere in the gold fields, you'll see the gimlet. And when it rains, mm. the trunk is red. Yes. Stunning. That's, that's what I'm looking at. Stunning plant. Yeah. So Very good. Well, let's go to Kay in Butler. Hello, Kay. Good morning. Morning, and, uh, Just enjoy and thank you, Sabrina, for all your knowledge and humour and positive. Oh, my yes. pleasure. And for cutting um, all your gear to Denmark for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bring some up to Butler. I'm actually in Kingsley, but I'm reading with my daughter who's in Butler. She has, and this is a repeat question, and by the by, our sons play the same sort of music, whereas I always have the ladies and radio going in the car. All <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's a really funny question, and she has huge, overgrown ones. They flower prolifically. She loves them to bits. But I think I recall you saying once that Supreme at the end of March was the time, but she was told before spring, at the end of winter, just before spring. Hers yeah. are just overgrown in a very small back garden now. So what can and when can we do it? Well, I wouldn't do it until spring. The thing is, Kay, if you prune your frangipani in winter and then we get lots of rain and it gets cold, it's too easy for those uh, branches, for the stems to rot. So, so when leave it, it until spring. And just before spring. Yep. And quite, how much? Quite hard? For as much as you want. You can go as hard as you want with a French penny. All right. There you go, Kay. 1300 720. We've got five minutes left for Roots and Shoots before Sports Talk commences. Very lucky to have... Mick Malthouse, Mark Duffield and Clint Wilden. They do a great job. I listen to them on the way home every time. And Sabrina does to get her Collingwood update. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I don't know if they played last week. Oh, no, let's not start this. I have, <laughs> I have to tell you, Steens, nope. I've copped a lot of flack from friends. <laughs> no, I know you have. And Clint Wilden's <laughs> coming to put his microphone <laughs> into the into the socket. So we're gonna we're just going to move on to some gardening calls. Uh, let's go to Teal in Lakeland. Hello, Teal. Hi, it's Jill. Oh, Jill. Oh, Jill. Not even close. <laughs> I thought you were a colour. I thought you were a beautiful shade of aqua, but no. no. That's fine. <laughs> Sorry, Jill. That's okay. <laughs> um, I've got two questions. I've got a pineapple guava and it's got lots of ants on it and little black dots on the leaves. How do I get rid of that? Okay. And the the, back- yep. Oh, sorry. So with that, you'd spray with a pest oil. Um, okay. And that'll kill the scale. The ants are milking the scale. Once the scale goes, the ants go. So like a neem oil? or yep. yep. Okay. So spray once and then spray again a fortnight later. Okay. And my second question is I want to grow a dwarf apple tree in my backyard. Yep. One, is it cold enough? And two, I don't think I have enough bees to um, pollinate it. Will it grow any apples? Yes, it definitely will, but you need two apples, Jill. You need okay. a, a pollinator. So, and definitely you'll be able to grow apples there. You will really need to improve the soil. Uh-huh. At the base of the apple trees, if you put in some lavender um, and some thyme, that will attract all the bees and they'll do the pollinating for you. Okay, wonderful. Thank you very much. Beautiful. Thanks, Jill. Thanks, Jill. Or right. Teal. Or... <laughs> 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 See ya. Bye. Oh, thank goodness she was in on that joke or that could have been really awkward. I know. Um, so uh, Collingwood are playing West Coast 
tomorrow. <gasps> oh. And apparently there are still tickets available, Sabrina. So Ooh. I wonder how many of our listeners would go along with you. Um, just to just to see you at the footy. Um, I know. That mean I'd have to watch the entire game. <laughs> you would not watch the oh, no. I don't know if I could do it again. I've done it once. <laughs> All right, to the text I line. I should barrack for the Eagles, apparently. No, I'm really liking told. this Collingwood narrative. Let's keep it. Yeah, yeah. Let's I, I reckon it's bad. Go for the bad guys. Yeah. Look, there's too many good people in the world. You have to have some balance and put in a few dickheads now and again. <laughs> Serena, we nearly made it to the, at the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, Meg from Southern River. We have a dwarf apricot tree. There's no easy segue out of that. Planted no. eight years ago, lots of leaves, but no blossoms or fruit. Any suggestions? Oh, I wonder if it's a flowering one. You can get flowering apricot trees. If you're not getting fruit, that is nutritional. So you've got to up the up the minerals that are in the soil You can do that by adding good quality fertiliser, getting in compost, a bit of clay, so that those nutrients are uptaken by the tree itself. All right. We've got lots of texts about Kwandongs too, so I reckon we've got some stuff to send through to Phil, which is great. Thank you, everyone. Um, Jim from Bunbury, you've got about 30 seconds. How can Sabrina help? My daughter told me she heard... Oh, g'day, first of all. (laughs) Hello. Hello, Jim. My daughter told me that... Well, I've got an apricot tree that's leaking sap and ah, yes. she said you've got to spray it with something or other. Yes, so what you need to get, Jim, is a bottle of liquid copper. You're going to mix that with water, get distilled water or rainwater if possible, mix it in a spray, five-litre spray pack and spray the entire tree, okay. everything, now, wherever you can reach it. Did you say sulphur or copper? Copper, copper. All right. Get liquid copper. And Nino from Melville, you've got 20 seconds. What's your question for Sabrina? Sabrina, I had a good morning first off. (laughs) Uh, Four or five years ago, I got a dwarf mango. Within 12 months, I taking it out of its packing, I put it in the ground. I got seven beautiful mangoes. And uh, since then, I've had three. But uh, last year, a uh, lot of blossom. Yeah. Uh, three mangoes, two of them split. Yeah. Um, and now I've got a mass of flowers again at this time of year. I think it's unusual. Okay. What do you think, Sabrina? Yeah, it is unusual. We've had a really weird season. I would be spraying your mango tree with liquid trace elements to get it to hang on to that fruit. All right. Um, Sabrina, thank you so much for still broadcasting Roots and Shoots from Denmark. I know you've got quite a big celebration on today. Yes. Yes. So enjoy that. I will. We will see you back in the studios in this comfy chair next to me next Saturday. Most definitely, Steens, definitely. Very good. And thank you all for your calls and texts, uh, especially the ones on the Quandongs. We'll get that sorted out. Have a great weekend, everyone. Sports Talk is up next. It's time for news. It is 10 o'clock. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. You can discover more ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.